mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello. Welcome to Telling Everybody Everything, December 9th. I don't feel that well. I think that like people are getting coughs. And then they're getting better after a lengthy illness, like three, four weeks. And then they're getting a new cough right on top. And how are there all these different strains of cough? It's not as though I have a child in daycare. Fred is with us all the time, apart from when he has a babysitter, uh, seldomly. Violet goes to high school. So I don't think they have diseases going around the high school, like RSV. But apparently they do, and they've got scarlet fever now and a bunch of them are sick and I suppose you know you get a bunch of people together anytime it's bad but like I don't know I was reading that COVID like when people had it it was knocking out t-cells and other antibodies that you used to have for other things so it wasn't just making you vulnerable and making your lungs vulnerable to like specifically COVID. But it like deletes other protection that you used to have and you get sicker. (laughs) I don't know, but this is not a great time to be sick. I'm sorry if you are sick. Hopefully, you know, it's just something that you can manage over the holiday festive season. Have some like warm whiskey, hot toddy, stay at home. I don't know. But I'm not impressed. And so Violet finishes school next week. I feel like I'm just not going to send her back after today. She's got a chapped lip. There's no excuse for that. I see kids with chapped lips and I go mental because I feel like it is the clearest sign of neglect. And I know it isn't. I know that you can't chase your kids around with lip gloss or like balm or pseudocrem or whatever it is all the time. And they lick their lips and they get cold. But she's 13 years old. I mean, mate. How are you leaving the house remembering fake eyelashes but no coat? The priorities on this girl. Bobby's got a new discipline system that I think is going to be a success in our house. We um we understand the teenage brain. It has to delete pathways and make new ones and all these neurons are doing some very exciting things for their development. But in the interim, they forget a bunch of stuff and they kind of can't help it and that's fine. I think you can show grace and say all right, you can't help it, but let's still shape a better tomorrow through, you know, teaching you how to remember stuff. It's not as though I leave a room just like cold. I have to stop at the door and go, what was I supposed to take from this room? Or is there anything other than what I have on my person that I need from this room? I am 39 years old. I do that every single time I leave a room. Still, you have to pause and you have to go, what do I need? What's my job here? 
Have I covered it? What's the checklist? <clears throat> and Violet just doesn't do any of that. I mean, she'll forget anything, anything, anytime, anywhere. Coat, lost. Blazer for school, lost. Retainer, broken. Bottom bit of the retainer that can be removed, lost. I mean, she doesn't remember to eat. She doesn't remember. <laughs> so, <clears throat> picking up sticks. That's the new discipline. We took her phone a little while ago. And we said, you know what? You have too many distractions, no devices. And I won't lie, it was very difficult to be supported in that, especially from the school. I reached out to the head of her year, who's a wonderful woman who said, yeah, no problem. This is difficult for teachers if you're going to send Violet to school with no devices. We kind of need her to have a tablet or a laptop. They all log into the system. We're all on the grid now, e even the schools. And they're introducing a new thing next year where they have specific devices they need, and those are equipped with a monitoring system. So, I mean, the kids are on the grid. But um, she said, I can support you and have Violet's teachers give her hard copy things, which is such an indignity. When everyone else has a laptop, the teacher is, like, pissed. Presumably, I don't know that the teacher was annoyed, but I would be annoyed if I was like, oh, what have you done at home that now I need to go in the staff room and print you out a paper copy of this worksheet. But the teachers did that, but they weren't, you know, totally on board to do it for long. And they said, oh, how long is this punishment going to go on for? I said, I don't, I don't really know. But um, I gave them like a two-week deadline. And I said, we'll try to sort our shit out at home before then, get someone a little bit more responsible with priorities. So fine. So that didn't work. She's learned nothing from that. She's a lovely child, but I mean, the focus is not here. So now she's picking up sticks in the garden every Saturday. And it's not necessarily a punishment. When I was little, we had to do chores. That was like part of life. It's not like, oh, you're being punished. So you have to empty the dishwasher. It was like, oh, you're part of this family. So you have to empty the dishwasher. And I think we forget that, that, you know, hard work and responsibilities is actually an honor and a privilege and a service to your family and a ritual. And like, <clears throat> is good for your soul. And I think time out in that massive ass garden, picking up sticks is good for fresh air, bundle up, breathe in that cold air, get this cough out of our house, put some gloves on, think about whatever you want to think about while you're out there. She can use headphones, she can listen to music, she'll be doing a lot of squats. You're picking up sticks every Saturday for one hour. Um, don't ask me why we have so many sticks pissing from the trees in our garden, falling into the grass, but it's one of Bobby's like real bugbears. And then I suppose it can become a punishment if you get time added on. You might do like two lots of an hour of picking up sticks. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go, but wish me luck. Speaking of illness, this is the worst news of all time. Celine Dion, if you didn't know, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. Celine Dion's very sick. And apparently she has a degenerative incurable disease. It's an autoimmune disease, actually, like so many things are, which is really inconvenient that nobody understands how to manage autoimmune diseases. Because I feel like if they actually put their attention to it, they could cure a lot of things. It's got the craziest name, stiff person syndrome. Now, I know that if you are just hearing for the first time that Celine Dion is sick, you didn't you didn't register anything I said after that. <clears throat> it's been clear that she's sick for a while. Celine Dion is a class act. She's a pro. She's only in her late 50s, I think. Is that it? Yeah, she's young. 
Uh, but she's been canceling shows left, right, and center with no real explanation. She just looks quite tearful on social media. And she's like, oh, je suis désolée. And she has to like cancel it and she doesn't say why. Well, now they've come out with a statement and said she has stiff person's syndrome, which will eventually render her like a statue that I would like to have erected in my home if if it's, you know, a possibility because she's such a queen and it's very sad. And I don't know what's going to happen with it now. I think it's a bit like, I don't know, because with MS, let me Google stiff persons. It needs a better name. Like who's the first stiff person? Because can't we just call it like Lou Gehrig's disease uh, is terrible, but you lose control of your muscles and then eventually you die because I think your organs are muscles too. Like your heart is a muscle. And then Lou Gehrig is the one, the famous person who had it. So who had, well, I guess it's going to be called Celine Dion disease. It's ruining my fucking life. Okay. Symptoms may include stiff muscles in the trunk, arms, and legs, and greater sensitivity to noise, touch, and emotional distress, which can set off muscle spasms. Over time, people with SPS may develop abnormal hunched postures, and they may become too disabled to walk or move. Well, may become is positive. There's no cure. When doctors treat patients, they focus on relieving symptoms with sedatives, muscle relaxants, and steroids, intravenous immunoglobin, oh my gosh, which I had, um, among other immunotherapies may also be prescribed. I feel really positive about this. What's the life expectancy? What the f- oh, well, that's no good. Progressive and- cephalomyelitis with rigidity is a rare condition characterized by progressive rigidity of both limb and truncal muscles with brainstem involvement and most patients have died within two to three years well that's okay that's worse than i thought Ah. okay no this is can stiff person syndrome kill you yes oh no sudden death occurs in about 10 percent of patients This is what happens with autoimmune. And I know some of you have messaged to be like, why do you bang on about autoimmune? And it's because nobody else does. And it's selfish because I have lupus, but it's also not selfish because I live very well and very healthfully with lupus. And I feel like a lot of autoimmune things can be managed. So when you read about lupus, you think you're going to die. When you first have it, there's like an 80% survival rate or something after 10 years. Like the, the facts look grim. Anytime you have a disease and you Google it, it looks grim. Stiff person syndrome obviously looks a lot worse, and it's worse because it's Celine Dion, and we love Celine Dion, but she's going to have access to all the best healthcare, American and French healthcare, and hopefully like alternative therapies, because I feel like this doesn't cover it. There are too many variables in what I'm reading, and I feel like she's going to be okay. (laughs) It's sad news anyway. God bless Celine Dion. Get well soon. The big news in the Ryan Kutstra household is that we are pleased to announce my latest tour show, Misses, my brand new special, was filmed in Edinburgh on May 28th. I knew I was pregnant on May 28th. I think I got pregnant in March or April. April? Oh, it was April. Early April. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, I knew I was pregnant and I thought, let's film this now. I love Edinburgh. My wonderful agent Kitty worked in conjunction with Sassy Productions to get it done. Like we we only had sort of eight days to plan or less, I think. We got a great production team to come out to the Edinburgh Playhouse 
one of my most very favorite venues, and we filmed Misses there. I knew that I was going to be busy later in the year. I was on tour. I was getting bigger. I just thought, let's film it now, and then we'll see where we would like to uh, broadcast or stream it or whatever down the road. So come to this autumn, this winter, and we're in conversations with different channels and different streamers to release misses. And, you know, I've had a great relationship with so many channels. I'm very lucky. I've worked at the BBC and loved it. Channel 4, loved it. Amazon, Netflix have been very good to me. They host two of my specials as well as my Netflix original series, The Duchess, and I did The Fix on Netflix with Jimmy Carr. If you haven't seen The Fix, it's a great watch over Christmas, by the way. Everybody loves it. I don't know why it didn't get renewed. Netflix kind of doesn't do shows like that, and America kind of doesn't get shows like that, but I would love to see The Fix come back. I thought it was a winning format. I'm obsessed with D.L. Hughley, and I got to meet a bunch of American comedians who are heroes of mine and be out there with Jimmy, my my Patreon, my mentor. I love him. So it was a great experience. And I've had nothing but good experiences with American companies, American streamers. However, more and more, I'm noticing that the term worldwide just means America. So if there's something in your special that they think won't really translate to an American audience, then they say, oh, well, can you take this out or can you make this more American? And I just, I thought about the last year and a bit of my life since I've been on tour. I've done misses all around the UK and Europe, some in America and some in Canada, but mostly UK and Europe. I've done that over a hundred times. I really love the show. It's like my most rom-com accessible show. It has been described as soft. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm very proud of the show as it is. I love this show. I think it's not too spicy, not too sweet. I think it's a great show. I'm proud of the production company that filmed it. I don't want to film it again, nor do I have time with a baby coming to go to America and change it and film it again. And I hope to do that again one day. But with this special, I just loved it in Edinburgh. I love the way it went. And I was like, you know what? Any worldwide streamer that wants any sort of edit, I'm afraid that I just can't compromise this time. I can't. And Kitty is wonderful. And Kitty said, well, let's think about it this way. You have a great relationship with Sky. You did Romantic Getaway with Ramesh. That is coming out January 1st to stream all the episodes on Sky Comedy or Now TV if you don't have Sky. I had a blast working with Sky. I watch Sky all the time. I'm like an early Now TV subscriber back when like nobody had Now TV. I had Now TV and I was watching everything on it. And um, I love I love them as a streamer. I love them as a channel. They've been nothing but good to me. And I thought this is the home for my special in the UK. And I like that it's only going to be available in the UK unless you have a VPN, which I don't recommend because it's illegal to alter your IP address and location to illegally stream something. I like that it's available in the UK because it's UK audiences that came to see my show. I want to live in the UK. I want to work in the UK. I want to continue being a British comedian. Rob Beckett's special is also coming out on Sky and now TV. And he's a very good friend of mine. I love his work. And I really appreciate that they're really going forward with the comedy now. They're doing comedy specials. And I was like, yes, oh my gosh, if Sky would be happy to have me, I would 
die to have my special on Sky. Die. So if you don't have Sky, sometimes you can't get it because I lived in a church conversion and we weren't allowed. But if you can get it, it's great. If you can't get it, you can get Now TV. That is a subscription that you can get and watch <clears throat> on your smart TV or you can watch it on a tablet or mobile or whatever. Same with Sky. <clears throat> and my um, special misses will be on there from December 29th. So you can watch it over the holiday season. Rob Beckett's special wallop comes out on Sky December 26th. So you can watch it on Boxing Day with the family. I think like that's just the perfect time to have it out. And I do also believe that comedy kind of has to come out close to when it's performed and written. That's the other thing. I don't like sitting on something and references get stale. And I just feel like get it out. And then also when you get your special out, you get to write a new one. And I'm really looking forward to that. I have some uh, new material that I was um, trying out with my friend Jonathan Ross. Uh, I will be on his show for a New Year's Eve special with a lot of other amazing comedians. Um, I did some fun golf stuff, some fun golf slams, and it's so exciting to do new material, to write new material. That's that's definitely my goal for 2023, but also I hope that you watch Mrs. I hope you love it. I have gone a little bit quiet on Cardi B. I will say that when she first came out as a recording artist, I was obsessed. I, f I just thought, what is this powerful music? I liked that she was funny. I think Cardi B is an excellent comedian. I like that she was an instigator. I <laughs> like so many things about her. And then I don't know if it's just me sort of backing out of culture lately. I haven't been, I don't mean her daughter culture. I just mean general culture. I uh, I don't listen to much music anymore. I don't watch much TV anymore. I've been a little bit busy, but I loved this story. Cardi B is online. I mean, we see her on socials looking hot and getting paid. You might have seen clips. She is back to her old self, shaking that ass, which is still remarkably soft for having had whatever work that she freely admits to. I love that as well. I think Cardi B early doors got silicone injected into her bum. Her words, not mine. Well, I mean, she would have used more explicit language, but she had silicone. And you're not meant to have silicone injected basically at all anywhere anymore they still use it in some reconstructive surgery but it's a very old filler that they stopped using now whenever they plump up areas they use hyaluronic acid based uh, fillers that dissolve silicone never dissolves it binds to your tissue it can get misshapen it can cause autoimmune disease um, silicone injections are very different from silicone breast implants because they're more you know, liquid. They can go places. And silicone implants arguably aren't that safe either. But I mean, you don't want silicone injections ever. And you that's why whatever you do, you have to go to an accredited place to make sure you know what they're using and you trust what they say they're using. I had silicone injected in my lips or something like silicone. I'll never know because the woman didn't tell me. But that's why my lips were always going to be a little bit dodgy because it's caused scarring. It's like held on to certain bit of my lips and not others. And it kind of migrated and it can never go away like a normal hyaluronic acid filler would. So this was 20 years ago, guys, and it's still not gone. I'm one of the lucky ones because you can look like totally nuts, but I only got a little bit. 
still not smart. So anyway, Cardi B's ass looks great. She took to the stage at Story Nightclub in Miami Beach in a bodysuit that had nipples, a dark triangle of pubic hair, and impressively long nails. And then someone tweeted, oh, this is a small venue. It's like performing in someone's backyard. And I loved her response. Her response was a tweet that said, I got paid $1 million to perform at this elite bankers event, private event for 400 people for 35 minutes. Think about that when you type about this Grammy winner. And then she posted her invoice, a million dollars for 35 minutes. And you know what I love about it is she could have phoned in that corporate. She could have turned up and just been like, oh, yeah, hey, because, you know, these high profile celebrities, they do get booked for private parties all the time, bar mitzvahs, corporate awards, the same as comedians. And they might just turn up. But Cardi was like, no, I'm putting on a full stage show. I'm wearing this incredible outfit. She was dancing, twerking, like doing whatever she does. It was a it was a full show. Um, And she also admitted to recently getting work done. But look, she looks incred. She looks beautiful. And she got paid a million dollars. And when I did my Louis Theroux interview that's still available to watch on BBC iPlayer, if you haven't seen it, he asked me about work and he asked me about selling out, so to speak. He asked me about adverts and money. And it's a funny thing in this country that you guys don't like to talk about it. I was like, do not mention money. You're working class or you are, uh, what's the other class? Upper class, non-working, working class, middle class. What do you call the class? Like aristocracy. I don't think there's any shame in being working class. I will always feel in my bones working class because what I actually think is shameful is sitting on like your 14 times great-grandfather the duke of wherever's money and property portfolio and not being someone who works get your hands dirty and work and that's what I said in the interview I said I'm never too busy for money I had no money when I moved here well actually that's not true I had loads of money when I moved here because I was waitressing in Canada (laughs) and then I ran out of money real quick And then I did not earn loads of money again for a long time. And so now it's like if someone wants to offer you loads of money, you take it. You're not sick. You're not tired. You're not busy. You're going and you're doing that because someone might never offer it to you again. There was some backlash from this. A few people were like, oh, you know, it's not healthy for Catherine to say like she went back to work eight days after Fred was born and you should take time off to feel better. Listen, if I still worked in my office sales job, you think I'd be rushing back there after eight days? No, I wouldn't. But I'm doing the job of my dreams. I love what I do. I'm one of very few privileged people in the world who get to do exactly what my dream is. And I get paid loads of money and my work is not regular. So when that happens, yes, I'm going to be there. It's different. If you want to take a day off because you don't feel well, look, do it. But in my position, if you were in my position, like so many people are, then you don't call in sick. I get phone calls because they go, oh, so-and-so comedian can't do the awards because they feel sick. I'm like, what? And what's their paycheck? Yes, I will come and take it from them. How fucking sick. I have a chronic illness and I'm always pregnant. I'll be early. Okay. Yes, I watched the Netflix world premiere documentary about Harry H. 
Haz and M. Megan. Why they call themselves H&M? Like the fucking department store? I don't know, but that was my biggest gripe with them. Oh, this thing was hyped up. So brief summary, if you don't know, and I'm sure you do know, is Prince Harry, younger brother of Prince William, never really seemed like he was as into the dutiful role as his older brother, William. But then again, Prince Harry was never thinking he was going to be the king. It was more William who was groomed for that. Prince Harry is the younger son, and he's just like this cheeky, adorable ginger boy hanging around. As he got older, uh, well, his mother was killed by the press, uh, allegedly, or God knows what happened, but it was very tragic. She was hounded by the press for most of her life, definitely all of her princess life. And the one statement about this documentary that really rings true with me, and I don't think anyone can disagree with, is that to be a woman in that institution is bananas. You're not protected. You, It's a special kind of life that only a few people know about. And those few people would be probably like the queen, Diana, to a lesser extent, Camilla, um, and definitely Kate Middleton. Do you know, like the amount of scrutiny that the women in that institution are under don't even get me started like nothing no freedom that you and I take for granted is afforded to them at all and yes they've got like jewels and all these houses and a nice life but like your freedom is so priceless so his mother was hounded to death he walks behind the coffin we all saw that and then he started to go off the rails a little bit more and he had different scandals uh the press started chasing Harry the same way they chased his mother and just every little thing every place he would go he was a teenager grieving about the loss of his mom I think everyone agrees on that point then if he had girlfriends they were really dragged through the press as well and he just you know he says he doesn't even have memories of his mom and very very sadly I've heard people who've lost their parents say the very same they go oh I don't know I've like blocked out any memory I used to have of that person before they died when I was a young boy and like not even that young he was like nine or ten and he doesn't remember his mom because it's so traumatic that his brain went we'll just delete that for you Jesus Christ so then he starts to lash out fine his girlfriends are going through the same thing and we all love Prince Harry and Megan comes along. She's an American actress. They seem to get together and get engaged very quickly. The country I thought was on board with it at first. They had a big, beautiful wedding. And then things started to go south from there. There are a lot of people who really despise this couple. A lot of people who chiefly despise Megan. There's a lot of talk about racism in the UK, institutional racism, and how the royal family behaved and how they dealt with the fact that Megan is of mixed uh, heritage in America. Um, her mother is a black woman and her dad is a piece of shit. Um, and then it seemed to me like they were very happy. They had kids. Harry didn't want to be part of this institution anymore. And his loving wife liberated him from the palace, you know, constraints of the institution. And they went to America and started a podcast and lived happily ever after. That's what I thought happened. I was very team Megan and Harry, and I feel like no one's perfect. I think Megan annoys people more because she's American, to be honest, than anything like 
you know, dark about her personality. Everyone's like, oh, look at how entitled she is. Look at how she does this and how she doesn't wear tights with that outfit and she's supposed to and how the heels are wrong for this meeting and how she shook that hand wrong and she and she treats the nanny this way and she treats the staff that way. Well, yeah, have you met American women? Some of them are spicy or would be received as very spicy, not only in this country, but certainly in an institution like the royal family. I felt like a lot of the criticism hoisted towards Megan was racist. I did. And I also felt like, yes, they were pursuing that couple in a very relentless and reminiscent of Diana's life way. And I understand why Harry would feel traumatized by that and would feel an impulse to remove himself from the situation and protect his family. But a lot of people disagree. Luckily, I did not have to search far for this type of person. I got one of them right in my own family. I think it's good to have different viewpoints in a family because when you read stuff online that is contrary to your own beliefs, it's faceless. Sometimes it feels cold and you go, what the fuck is this person talking about? But when it's your husband whom you love and respect above all others, it's kind of handy because you actually listen to each other. So here's my beautiful husband, Bobby, who is not a fan. Well, hello. Thanks for coming on the podcast. You're always a hit. Uh, sometimes swing and a miss. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get a single, double, triple, whatever. Bobby's had a really tough night. We were supposed to record this yesterday, but something happened in his home country of the Netherlands, which we won't get into, but it's been rough and it's going to be a rough recovery moving forward. Yeah, it's going to take a while. I'll get there. Um, good thing to take home with me or live at home with is my family to get me through these trying times we're here for you. of being um, a Dutch football supporter. Well, I definitely wasn't going to ask you about Meghan Markle last night with a snoot full of whiskey. No, that would have been, a, that would have been troubling. <laughs> so you are like presumably not on board with HR. I hate. No, I don't hate. Um, I understand the hate for Meghan because many different reasons but i understand it i i get it and i th- i feel like it's justified she comes over and i i know harry or william whatever one we're talking about i always get them confused I always harry have. is the one she's married to harry so i understand i lost a parent at a young age i understand he's blocked out but he doesn't just get a free pass for the rest of his life to not have responsibility he can be hurt he can be sad but this girl comes and i feel i, I do re- I do feel she has like kidnapped him in a way, stolen the fame from that family and taken it now back across to America. So she's kind of like done him dirty and done the family dirty. And she's just an actress that has done her. Like, I feel like she's completed her mission. Like she's like a mercenary from the States. That's how I feel. Well, if it is a mercenary from the States, let's say that's true. I still am on board because I feel like, She's given him actual freedom and choices in life, and they're still rich and still famous. And I I feel like if you were Harry and you are a very independent thinker, you would not flourish in the royal family. You would fucking hate it because you're not allowed to say what you want. You're not allowed to wear what you want, go where you want. You have all these duties. Sure, you're rich and famous. You have a lot of perks, but like that would be soul destroying. And now he can kind of do whatever he wants. So on that side of it, yes, they've completed that that thing. Yeah. But as someone who, you know, now lives in England and I do like the royal family, 
I feel like I understand why that side of the world is, or that side of the argument is, is definitely hurt because now he's gone and she's like destroyed a part of that family. That family are self-destructing. One of them is a pedo. Fine. Listen. At least one. At least one. There's probably a lot more, but <laughs> it's kind of nice to have this piece of like history still going and she's just kind of, you know, ruined a bit ruined it well i just feel like if you look at kate middleton i've seen so many people compare the two of them first of all there's no duchess including diana in history of princesses duchesses women in that family over six stone like is there not a kit kat in the palace no one's fucking feeding these women and i feel like they are stressed and i feel like they are scrutinized and when i look at kate middleton loads of people have been sharing her photo being like look she is a woman of class and distinguishment it's she like, is yeah but you don't care if she's happy is she happy do you it think it doesn't kate matter middleton- yeah, she doesn't need exactly. to be happy. she doesn't need to be happy yes she does no because she is put in a position where she needs to like have this class and she is killing it no she's not she's killing it she might not she might be unhappy personally but that's fine but for everyone can- else they need to see this they like it how come no one cares if this woman because is... Because they only care that they have this woman who's killing it. She is doing great. What's your definition of killing it? Like... She looks good. She's starving, if you ask me. And, like, no, it's not my see, business. You're, you're thinking about, like, personal things. She needs to be just, like, a pillar. This isn't... But that's a lot to hoist on a human being. Correct. And, like, she signed up for this. And Meghan Markle supposedly signed up for this. Mm. And she backed out. So that's the thing that you're not understanding i get the personal stuff it sucks it's probably not that much fun it's probably but when you like sign up you sign up for life you don't just get to like back out and that's what megan Merkel has done okay so you look at it kind of like a military position right. where it's like you are now a instrument of your Correct. country okay. yes and so people when you like that's why kate has done what she's done she might be but still she is holding it down and Meghan Markle is back on the other side of the world saying that she wants to have a private life. Meanwhile, she's on every freaking Netflix special, Oprah, you name it. And that's yeah, why people hate her. She's applying her consent to being on those things. The, the consent. You don't have any consent. You don't consent. have consent anymore when you mm-hmm. sign up to the royal family. Like you're supposed to sign up and do your job and... But can't people show her mercy for like not fully understanding exactly how no, shit that was going to be? No. Well, maybe she's just a complete. She's either one of things. She's a complete idiot. Yeah. Or she's really, really nasty. There's like almost no in between because when she signed up for this family, she's always like, "Oh, I didn't realize I had to like curtsy." She's either like, "Well, the curtsy." Let's talk about the curtsy because that's gone really viral, and for some reason, I don't know what's happening with Twitter. I know Twitter's being like rejigged, but I have so many ugly, old, white, ham-colored people now that I don't even follow. Like people who are friends with Dan Wooten. That's what is is in common. I like Dan Wooten, and uh, he is a spicy character. He is a presenter on GB News, but I've known him for a long time, and I'm able to put my political differences aside and remain friends with someone. I like Dan, but all these tweets are liked by Dan Wooten. That's what these tweets have in common. I don't follow these people. It's just old British people being like, look at this bully. Look at her making fun of the curtsy. And it's a clip of Meghan. Uh, sat next to Harry, and Harry's very stoic in the clip, and Meghan's laughing about a time that she first met the Queen. He's embarrassed. And she curtsied. Yeah, but 
a lot of people are saying, look at her bullying our she's institution. Not bu- okay, the bullying. I think she's being self-deprecating, going, look at what I did, because I didn't really know how to curtsy, so I did it like this. It, I think it's very clear that she's not taking the piss out of she's our She's not taking culture. the piss, but it's embarrassing she's, to see like that lack of... herself. Right, but it's embarrassing to see like that lack of respect. I don't think it's a lack of respect. It is. If, if your grandma was the queen of England and I okay, curtsied it's not, in it's, front of her. She's just not genuine. I, I don't th- take her as a serious person. She's like, I didn't know. It's just like, you should know. And if you don't know, like, no. Because yeah. when you show up to the queen, I'm sorry, you better like have yourself prepared. And like I to pretend that like you don't know and like laugh it off. Like, like get a life. I, I understand why everyone hates her. So you feel there's a lack of authenticity and she's having yes. us all on. And that's she's what like, don't like. She's not authentic. She's not genuine, and she's like pretending. I just don't trust her. She's an actress. Yeah, I and do. I do like actress, yeah. but like she can't be trusted. And she's. I feel like she's just been acting her way through this whole process. And now look how much she's making. Look at her life now. Like she's won, and she's beat the royal family, and people don't like that. That's pretty cool, actually, when you put it like that. Right. So it's cool for like you, but it's also. I she, like the royal family too. She, she won. So she beat them down, and. You know, us here in England don't like that. I like the and royal I'm not family. even from England. I don't like it. I like the royal family from a place of empathy, though. Like I don't, I don't really care for Charles. And then everyone's like, "Oh, but he's really cool." It's like you're just raised to be likable and to be a robot. And I don't. I liked it when the queen was the queen. And I think that the smart thing, branding wise, like marketing wise, would have been for Charles to step I down agree. and let William and Kate and their beautiful young I agree. children. Yeah, I and like That's what I mean. Them. Kate is killing it. But she's I want been better like, for Kate. I don't know Kate. I've never met Kate. Doesn't matter. She doesn't seem like happy to me. She's probably not, but she's like a top, 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 top. Like, yeah. she's She is doing her job very well. Um, but why? Okay, but why hate Megan so much for just being I, okay, an inauthentic actress? I don't, I don't, I don't hate Not Megan, you, but yeah. the country. Like, I, I why do you say think people are I so? Hate, I don't mean hate, but I can again understand the hate because I don't like her, so I don't like her, and everyone else doesn't like her. On top of that, because but, they see what she's done to that royal family, but and like you don't like her very passively. Like you don't go out of your way to tweet about no, what bitch she's. I mean, I don't you're tweet, just like, man, I don't really like her. But how? Why do you think so many people are like this? fucking bully like they make it their personal business to slag her off write about her share clips about her follow her around like if i don't like someone then i don't give them that much attention do you think it's because the royal family really need to oh your delivery's here do you think violet's got that i I mentioned violet to get it so hopefully she's okay i'm gonna send her completed the goal um gam gam the delivery's here if you don't mind running down to get it because we're doing the podcast um, I just feel like well, again, the royal family has to maintain their approval rating, and Harry's dropping little like, you know, Easter eggs through this documentary where he's trying to tell us. And I listen to Harry, he, like he's Harry like a hostage. No, he was a hostage. No, but he is now again also a hostage. He's like <laughs> is living his life as a permanent hostage, but like he's been taking from one to the other. Like, would you rather be in like Hollywood with Meghan Markle, or would you rather be in the you know, they're both not great. Where do you think he's going to end up? Where do you think this is going to be? Because Bobby is a very good judge of character and predictor of future events. 20 years, where do you see this thing? Is uh, Harry back? He's in jail. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he's as happy as he's ever been. <laughs> we watched Love After Lockup, which is a show about free 
citizens who write letters to and pursue and fall in love with incarcerated people. And it's such an interesting power dynamic because when the incarcerated person comes out of being institutionalized in a prison and they live with their significant other, they're miserable and they want to go back. They always go back to jail and they go, you're like a warden to me now. I hate you. Do you think the same is true here? Do you think this is one meta, like, high-level, million-dollar episode of Love After Lockup? Well, it's it's hundreds of millions of dollars, this this episode. Can you at least be happy for them that they got $100 million from Netflix? I'm not, I, I can't be happy because he doesn't need the money. She hardly needs the money. What she wants is something more than that. And she's, again, she's kind of won. So I, that's, like, I don't like her for that because she's kind of true not that she's won she's just done it dirty that's all she could just she could have just been the princess or whatever the duchess whatever will she be she was the duchess she was the duchess so she could have just done that and won but she's like an evil like villain winner to the public i promise you that and that's why she's not liked because she's duped duped them so she didn't if she would just know her place no no stay in her lane if she would just stayed whatever duchess all's well that Maybe ends that's well not but then she, she became the duchess and that wasn't enough for her because she wasn't like don't it, you feel a little bit proud like good for her she set her sights even higher if it's, i'm like on that team but i'm not on that team no like she didn't set her sights higher she just like i don't know slinked away and like did it like kind of a shady greasy what was she supposed I don't know. to do? I don't know. I just she feel should, very uncomfortable. And she like, and then she pretends that like she didn't know what she was getting into, and like, oh my god, I just went camping in Botswana on my third date, and I didn't realize I was gonna be with him for five days in a tent. It's like you took a helicopter there. It's not, you're, it's not like you're camping in the safari. You're like, it's a you know a royal campsite or whatever you want to call it. A royal campsite. Like it's not like you're camping in Botswana. Like don't make it seem like you're just camping with a regular person that you've just met. You're the safety is all there. You don't have to feel unsafe. And so the way that she pretends that she didn't know what she was getting into is so fake. And people see it. I see it. It's. D- but when they talk about their origin story of falling in it's love. pathetic. She's like. He says he spotted her on a friend's Snapchat and he reached out first and said, I would like to go on a date with her. Probably. And then she took her opportunity to fuck the entire country. <laughs> Just by taking Harry away? By accepting the date, she <laughs> started laying the groundwork for the rest. Well, look, there is a certain type of person who is designed for um, service. And I feel like a lot of people in the royal family, like the queen, like Charles, like William. And I yeah. know people who went to Eton College with William when he was a little boy. And they said even then he had this air of responsibility that Harry didn't have. No, Harry does not have it. And Harry didn't have it. And I think <laughs> it's okay to say, do you know what? I'm not cut out for this family. I can't do it. And Megan doesn't have it. Obviously, she wants to make choices and have freedoms and make her own money and uh, have chickens and go on Oprah. Have chickens? <clears throat> yes, well, they got chickens. I'm sure like those are real. There, yeah. <laughs> Not fake chickens, but like, come on. Anyways. She's got chickens. But um, <laughs> Kate, again, is designed for servitude. Maybe she's took to it like a duck to water. I mean, I, I don't think the girl looks happy, but maybe she's just, do you know what I mean? Like maybe it was always designed that William was going to be the king one day and have a dutiful wife by his side. And Harry was always a bit of a wild card. And he was going to meet a wild card and they were going to go off and do this thing. I get that you don't like the actress bit. And you and I know a lot of actresses who 
are interesting in their paths. They can be uh, a little bit inauthentic. But I mean, maybe being inauthentic is who she authentically is because she's an actress and she wasn't trying to like hurt anyone. I think they, I just, I like when people are happy. And I don't think William and Kate are happy. They don't have to be happy. <laughs> like they really don't. For everyone else, their unhappiness is everyone else's happiness. So they, they're like sacrificing. You don't understand what sacrifice is? That's do. what they're doing. And, you know, God love them for it. You got to love them for it. So they're like a pope. Right. Well, I don't know. Pope. I don't know. But they're sacrificing their happiness for everyone else's happiness. And they're doing they know well. what they're supposed to do. And like that's the mission complete. Like okay. so far so good. And Megan is uh, like... So people like so, me. Like, we'll call it like Megan's the woke side. She's like, oh, well, I deserve this. I deserve that. And yes, she does. And everyone does. But, but then don't she's going against what she signed up for. Marry that's, into the family. Right. Okay. That's, that's exactly so it. So people like me just need to wrap our heads around... Like, why is the other side so angry? It's because you guys uh, look at that role as a job of servitude and misery. And I think we're missing the point because we go, oh, but they deserve happiness. And the point that's missing between the two sides is, no, they don't. Correct. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) fine. Well, that's fair enough then. So she's like supposed to have been more like Kate and no one cares if Kate's happy. And that's the tea. That's it. All right, BK. Well, All right. What, what do you think? I'm more like Kate or Megan? Um, you're kind of a bit of both. Diana. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, why? Because then you'll be dead. Yeah, but she's the coolest one yet. Yeah, uh, she. Well, I don't really know her that well, but she I've got one right. of her jumpers that Giles but Brandreth. You, you're made. kind of a nice blend of both. Um, Thank you, Kate and Megan, like the best of both. Uh, I and think you're exactly like Harry. <laughs> oh God. Rugged, sexy. Rugged. Yes. Okay. Thank you for being on the podcast. No problem. Our food's here. Great. To me, it seems that it's all about agency. There's something about a woman with agency that pisses a lot of people off. This is why a lot of people hate me. But chiefly, if you're going to marry into an institution like the British royal family, you're not supposed to have agency. A few messages from our sponsors now. And when we return, I will be answering your biggest quandaries. If you ever want to write me a letter, it's telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Joanne is now in charge of curating the emails. So if you'd like to write her a special note, maybe you fancy her. Um, I don't know. You can use that email address. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com The first email that my sister Joanne has chosen to send to me is titled Married, but Developing Feelings for My Patient. 
Longtime listener, big time fan. I need some advice. I'm 28, a healthcare professional, and I've been married for around two years. I love my husband, but it's clear that we are heading in different directions in our lives. Things have felt stagnant for a while, and I haven't enjoyed sex with him for over a year, but I don't yet have the courage to leave him. I nearly left him once before he was aggressive, but then he said he felt suicidal. Oh, I tried to leave him once before, and then he was aggressive and said he felt suicidal at the thought of the relationship ending. Oh, yeah, this is something that happens sometimes. They go, I'll never be anything without you. I'll kill myself. And that is a form of abuse. You can't do that. In my work, I see some patients regularly. Oh, BK, has a girl ever said she's going to hurt herself if you leave her? Apart from maybe me when we were teens? Uh, one said they were going to hurt themselves if they, I left them at, I forget what it was. Yes, I've had one. And that's really abusive, isn't it? It's like so manipulative. You can't say that. I didn't think women did that as much. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, in my work, I see some patients regularly and I have been treating a guy for five months who's now a couple years older than me. And he gives me wonderful, warm feelings. He's funny and kind. He's flirty. And I found myself looking forward to seeing him for 10 minutes once a week. He's virtually always on my mind. It's difficult, though, as I could never tell my patient my feelings without breaking legal boundaries. But I can't help lusting after him. And I feel like he likes me, too, from the way he chats to me. I've previously thought I've sp- I would spend the rest of my life with my husband. But after so many disagreements this year... And where we think we would want to live long term. Now I don't know what to do. What should I do? I mean, what What do you mean you're patient? It doesn't say, oh, healthcare professional. But is that like mental health? Is that, does he have like a physical illness? Who's seeing their GP once a week? Who's getting 10 minutes FaceTime on the NHS once a week? Five months. What's this guy got? Is it terminal? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I think... I feel a Christmas rom-com coming on. I'm a doctor. I don't love my husband anymore. I really want to fuck someone else. Could you mix up his meds? Do you know what I mean? Hurry this thing along. I don't mean to be glib, but you could presumably kill this man, have a brief relationship with him without any of the baggage. Bobby? I, I gotta be honest, I've been kind of checked out what's going on. <laughs> Nothing, no. Okay, look, you are a good healthcare professional. I'm not actually suggesting that you would want to um, sabotage this man's road to recovery, but I don't really know what's wrong with him. I don't know why he sees you once a week, because that seems to me like in this country with a broken healthcare system, he must be very, very sick. Uh, doctor patient stuff, I don't really know the law on. I think you're probably not allowed to bang your patient. Could you have him maybe transferred to another doctor for his care? And then could you explain to him like after that transition has happened that you have developed feelings for him? Because I think already boundaries have been crossed. I think that let's say you're a therapist or you're a GP or you're a medical specialist or you're a dentist, like whatever's going on with him. I think that if you fancy your patient, you, I think the rule is you have to step back or tell them or not tell them and just transfer them and go, yeah, it became unprofessional because I developed feelings for you. I think that's the most transparent way to do it. I think that you can even say it to him. I think you can go, I hope you understand 
I'm going to transfer you to another doctor. And that is because we've grown really close to a point that I think it violates our doctor-patient relationship. And he can take that ball and run with it. And then if you want to cheat on your husband or you want to leave your husband, I don't know, like maybe you should. There's not enough information for me to make that call. That's only, that's up to you. Being dishonest is bad. Cheating is bad. But like, I don't know if you can save this thing with your husband, but you got to save your job. So don't enter into any unprofessional territory. Transfer this sick man to someone else and maybe say to him, the reason I'm transferring you is because I fancy you. What about it? And it could be still a Christmas rom-com. Catherine, my father-in-law and his 30-year-old girlfriend are trying for a baby. Of course they are. My mother and my father-in-law split at the end of 2018. My mother-in-law was devastated. My dad, my father-in-law moved on very quickly. My mother and father-in-law. Oh, I see. I always forget what in-laws are. So these people are your husband's parents. Got it. My mother-in-law was devastated. My father-in-law moved on quickly with a suspected overlap. It usually is. He's happy with his new girlfriend, but the catch is she's 31, younger than my husband and myself. It took my husband and his brother a while to get their heads around the age gap, but they finally come to terms with it and they're happy if their dad is happy. He has openly said he doesn't think it will be a long-term thing as she wants kids and he does not. He's pushing 60. He's a granddad. However, it's been about four years and they're still together. I recently went away with the women of the family and my younger that, oh, the women, all the women in my family and my younger than me stepmother-in-law. And she said, I quote, we aren't using protection and he comes inside me. Jesus Christ. Jesus. First, this is way too much of an overshare. Who even says that? We know how it works. We don't need it stating. And secondly, it contradicts what my father-in-law said about definitely not wanting kids. We're a close family. My husband would like to talk to his dad about it all. His main grievance is the lack of honesty from his father. Well, look, maybe your father-in-law like, has had a low-key vasectomy. And he's like, you know raw dog in this woman because he knows there's no danger for him or maybe he just i think there are a lot of people who just keep their wives happy and you would maybe at 60 years old be afraid of losing your 31 year old wife if she really wanted to have kids and then also there's this thing where sometimes you meet a 31 year old woman and she goes no no i'm fine not having kids or she just isn't talking about it. And then she reaches, you know, four years later, this woman's 35 and those alarm bells kick in and she goes, oh my gosh, well, whatever I'm going to do, I have to decide now. I feel like give this woman some kids. You know, they're only going to be a blessing in your lives. He's already fucking this younger woman. You know that without protection, you've got all the details. And also the dad's not going to be around forever. And why should this woman have to like bang a 60-year-old man for ages and then also never have kids? What? she He's going to die. She's going to be 50. And she's going to go, oh, do you know what? I never had kids and now I'm alone and I kind of wanted them and my husband's dead. Like, let her have some kids. I don't think it's a problem. And I also don't really think it's you and your husband's business because these kids are going to be friends with your kids. They're going to be great. You're going to grow up and love them and like... The woman, it's not, you know, she's going to look after them. It's no business of yours. I think it's a great idea. 
Do I think it's super cool that a 30-year-old wants to bang a 60-year-old? Not always. But she's an adult. She's not 18. And I think she deserves some kids if she wants them. So I hope he keeps coming inside your young stepmom. I noticed my BF follows Instahose and logs into OnlyFans. Now I snoop compulsively. Oh, God. Catherine, I'm writing to you to ask for some level-headed guidance on a situation I am in. Joanne probably wrote this email <laughs> to herself in my emails and forwarded it to me. I'm currently 22 years old. Jesus. And I've been with my boyfriend for over three years. He's sweet. I love him and all that. But I have some deeply rooted trust issues that I cannot shake. For the entirety of our relationship, my boyfriend has followed Insta Thoughts. For those of you who don't know Thoughts, it's an acronym for that hoe over there. And liked their pics. After confronting him, he finally agreed it was wrong earlier this year. All of a sudden, in summer, an email popped up on his phone saying, new login to OnlyFans. We had a huge, huge fight. And even at the start of the argument, he lied and said he didn't have an account. Then he said he had logged in only to delete the account, but he couldn't figure out how. I almost broke up with him. And even though he's been trying hard ever since, I haven't been able to shake the situation from my head. I've become detached and numb, withdrawing from sex and intimacy, often because I know I think he's a liar. It's not cheating, but if Bobby K did this to you, what would you do? Ooh, well, he's right here. Oh, God. Oh, I find myself constantly snooping, but yet always finding small pieces of disloyalty. Just this week, I discovered he'd been added on social media by an OnlyFans star. The only reason I know this is that I added her myself and she sent me nudes. Wow, she's thorough. A fan's a fan. <laughs> Look. It is the dishonesty that would piss me off. Yeah. I, uh, it's tricky with Bobby because you aren't like a porn guy. No, I'm not a porn guy. But this guy, I mean, he is doing something wrong, I think. And mostly what's wrong is the, you know, kind of lying or, yeah. you know. I don't think he's doing anything too bad, probably, but it's kind of a bit slimy. Well, I've always said in relationships, like, if you have a thing that is a bugbear for you and it's a deal breaker, like, no matter how innocuous it might seem, it's not about that thing. It's about how that thing makes you feel and the other person's respect for your feelings. Right. For example, if I had a phobia of, like, hot dogs and I said to Bobby, like, please don't eat hot dogs. It's going to really fuck me up. It's going to upset me. I don't want any hot dogs in the house. Well, that's a deal breaker for me because I <laughs> really love hot dogs. That's why I used it because this guy really <laughs> loves random OnlyFans puss. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll grow out. You guys seem like a young couple. He's young, yeah. I mean, I, it's hard to throw it away, but if you're, you know, if you're losing attraction towards him, then that's, you know, relationship's not going to go a good direction. Here's the thing. Um, you can be with someone who's not a porn guy. And I think your boyfriend deserves to know that. Just be like, look... Everyone has their own boundaries and relationships of what they would tolerate and what they won't. And this is causing me too much distress. I don't want to be with someone who looks at OnlyFans. And I don't want to be with someone who has interactions on Instagram. It's one thing to, I think it's a, it's a big step to look at something and then to interact with it, i.e. to like send it money or messages or likes. You know what I mean? That's an interaction to me. Um if Bobby was spending like the family income on OnlyFans, though Bobby, I have an OnlyFans and I I pay um, a two people on it. 
Wow. You you know who I subscribe to, Laura. I didn't know that you subscribed. Of, of course I do, because she's my friend. I want to support her. You should look at my friends, uh, Laura Lily. She's beautiful. She has an OnlyFans. Um, I don't look at it. I don't log in often, but of well. course I have a subscription. And I also, my secret name on OnlyFans is Ron Mexico. And I subscribed to Macy, and then she deleted hers, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't have OnlyFans. I don't even know how it works. Well, I don't know how it works either. I actually don't know how to search people. I don't understand how OnlyFans works. But I was interested to but, see Carrie <clears throat> Catone's OnlyFans. Yeah. Well, it seems like a young man's game. And, and my so, game. <laughs> or an old man's game. Maybe we should figure out OnlyFans together, because I... I don't, I don't want to go down that road. Because I want to get I'm back end in. end up getting in trouble. Um, just like this guy is. And <laughs> my point is, they seem like a younger couple, so like OnlyFans wasn't a thing for us. But, yeah. You know. Uh, I don't, like, to be very honest with you, I don't think I would like it. No, absolutely not. But I also don't think he's the worst person ever. But you need to stop it now or the relationship, you're not going to trust him for the rest of the time, until the end of time, and it's not going to work. So it's got to be stopped or... He's lying because he thinks you're wrong and he's right. He's he thinks, like, yeah, he thinks he's not doing nothing that wrong. bad. Yeah. That's what he thinks. So he's like placating you like, right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just be smart and hide it. Just say, I or decide on your own. I cannot be with someone who looks right. at this stuff or I can. That's what I mean. It's That's what it has to be. There are guys who don't. Catherine, I was about to get labiaplasty, but you've made me think twice. Longtime listener, big time fan. Very jealous of your perfect labia. I'm booking in for labia reduction as my internal labia hangs a little low and I'm very self-conscious about it. My boyfriend says there's nothing wrong with it and that he's happy to be able to be near a vag. Should I get the surgery and go through, let's face it, unnecessary pain to make me feel better? Well, first of all, your boyfriend should not come into the equation of like any surgery, any body alterations that you do in yourself have to be about you because your body is not for someone else. Your body's not a trend. Your body is yours. It is your vessel to go around this earth. If you don't know what a labiaplasty is, women have like an outer labia that's like the lips that look like skin. And then they have this like inner labia. And some people have a bigger inner labia that kind of like hangs out. And in a labiaplasty, they reduce that. And then sometimes they actually fill the outer lips with like a little bit of fat um, so that everything is like kind of invisible. And that is how my vagina just naturally looks. Uh, I think. Still? It's been through a lot. I don't, I definitely don't have inner labia that show ever. And I didn't know there were inner labia that show. But now I know and I've seen them on different like art installations. And I've all, I have that vagina wall. I have and then I've also seen them celebrated and I've seen Channel 4's Naked Attraction where I've seen some outer labia and I have heard from male friends the quote is I never saw one I didn't like my stunning husband Bobby's here I presume he's seen a lot of labia I would agree like we don't care but we don't care but if you feel like it'll make you feel better then go ahead I had one partner who had it um, and I didn't want her to have it. I didn't care. Who had labiaplasty. Right. Correct. Um, but the way that went down wasn't really great because I didn't really know it was going down until I found like paperwork in the house. So she um, had a secret labiaplasty. Well, and she didn't because I found out, but she wouldn't have eventually. She just 
took a long time to tell me it was going down. Oh, so she was the, making plans to get a labiaplasty yes. and not talking to you about right. it. Fine. Well, that's Which fine. Which is fine. Like, it wasn't the end of the world, but uh, my line is, if it makes you feel better, go ahead with it. Uh, you don't need it unless it makes you feel better. Like, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Do you think women get it, like, zipped in jeans? Oh. Um, or do you think it gets in the way? No, it's not in the way of, unless your zipper goes around your butt. <laughs> When you're having sex, though, does sometimes like a labia? No, it doesn't. You don't. Like, I, I don't know. The only I I've heard it getting in the way. It, it doesn't get in the way, does it? I've heard some people have such. Um, well, then you just kind of move it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it, it's not a problem. Like we really don't care. Like honestly. Where do you think the shame comes from if boys don't care? It's because uh. they see these women in whatever magazines, porn, and they think like, oh, this is how it's supposed to look, like yours does. Yeah. And <laughs> so then they try and get there. Mine's um, blue right now, so, though. But if they didn't, like, <laughs> you know, 70 years ago, I don't think it would have been a thing. Oh, my God. Did I tell you that after I talked about my labia turning blue in this pregnancy because of the pressure, I got an email from um, this doctor who, it's usually 500 pounds, but he said he was going to get rid of my blue vagina for free. Uh, sign up. I don't know if you want to sign up for that. I'm not going <laughs> to sign up for that because what's going to get rid of my blue vagina is having the baby. Yes. But like how weird when I talk about stuff on this podcast. So look, if you are self-conscious about a prominent inner labia or if you're self-conscious about a blue vagina <laughs> or anything you want to do, the boys don't care. Right. And if you want to do it for yourself... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you don't have to. I don't think it hurts that much. I think you're awake because I've seen it done. Yeah, it's tough to sit down for a bit. I, on but, Instagram. But yeah, I'm sure it's not the worst. I think you're awake. I saw Farah Abraham from Teen Mom get it by this Dr. Nazarian, I think she's called. I follow her on Instagram. Farah was like awake talking and she just basically cauterized it with a little yeah, like light gun. It's just, yeah, day surgery. Sweet. The last email chosen by my sister, Joanne. Catherine, my boyfriend gave up weed and no longer finds me funny. My boyfriend of three years has been a daily weed smoker for 20 years. He's 45. I'm 32. We live together and he usually has a smoke or some cannabis oil in the evenings to relax and unwind. This has never bothered me, although I don't like smoking myself. About a month ago, he decided to give it up. He hasn't really communicated why other than the fact that he smoked for so long and wanted to try some time off, which makes sense and I naturally support his decision for health reasons. However, I've noticed that without the weed, he is a much more serious person. I used to make him laugh a lot and we'd bond by giggling together every night. He was softer, warmer, and more receptive. Now he seems to have lost any sense of joy or fun. I miss being funny. We've become distant because we have lost the closeness that comes with laughter. And I'm worried that he doesn't actually like me when he's sober. Ooh, what should I do? Life is miserable without a laugh. And this weed. <clears throat> well, what happens when you stop weed? Does it, is your brain a little bit? I don't know. I, I, I did smoke for quite some time and I stopped, but. Um... I think that smoking weed for 20 years but, so she did she smoke a no, lot? no she, doesn't she doesn't smoke it. at all hmm. but i think smoking weed for 20 years it yeah, does cause some a, type of brain damage well that's not necessarily brain damage i'm sure maybe it is who knows but um i don't know this is a tough one because what are you supposed to do tell the guy to start smoking weed or break up with him it might be temporary though because that's what i was just gonna also suggest because <coughs> 
just give him some time to adapt to life without it. He might start finding joy. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's good that he stopped. He's a burnout. <laughs> You're dating a 45-year-old burnout. I, I and I feel like I, the question is why. I don't think 45-year-old like burnouts like get the giggles like you do when you're like 16 you have your first joint or sounds like this guy used to giggle maybe he had some nice sativa sounds like you know maybe he's having an affair what <laughs> i don't know he's finding his joy somewhere else i don't know has he tried heroin no i it's a, this is a really tough one i don't know where where the advice lies to be honest oh yeah it's really hard for us because it's right like out of my well I dated someone who was that much older than me who smoked weed every day all his life and I didn't and I found it annoying and he never quit but <laughs> he never quit and he's kind of not someone I would want to be so this with. this is who she wants to be with. <laughs> yeah, is this who you want to be with? <laughs> gotta link her up. Yeah, you gotta get with my ex. He is... <laughs> he's still smoking. He's hitting the pipe <laughs> regularly and he will find you hilarious. Um, he's like in his 50s now, I'm sure. So even a sweeter deal. Um, look, ugh, I think it's a real mismatch to date someone who takes like a certain type of stimulant for 20 years and you don't. And now he's off. His personality is going to need some readjustment time. So yeah, I don't know. Time. He's like a whole new person now. You're going to have to find your feet in this new relationship that you're in or get him back on the hooch, the the bong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to one of my favorite episodes of Telling Everybody Everything. BK, I always ask you to be on the podcast. I think you need to be on more. I'll work on that. Okay. Well, we have an exciting day. The babysitter's here so that I can take Violet out to do something fun. And maybe I can even have a nap because the baby's coming soon. Um, and we're having it at home. And I think Bobby wants to back out of that arrangement, but we'll see. So if you want to wish Bobby good luck, the time to do that is now. You can reach out to Bobby on socials if you don't already follow him. What's your Instagram, B? Bobby K. It's just at Bobby K? Yeah, there's some You don't know what it is? I didn't get that one. Oh, God. It's Bobby underscore K underscore underscore. What are we thinking? You have like 32,000 followers, even though you're so hard to find. Oh, look at these comments on your Instagram about the game last night. You were robbed. Kicking the ball into the dugout should have been a straight red. Yes, it should have it was been. An emotional night. I wanted them to win so badly. What a game. I was gutted for you. I've never roared so much in my life as that last minute goal. Yes, we finally have a young team with emphasis on team again. I got a lot of messages from Dutch people last night too. Don't worry, BK. 2026 is our year. Yes, hopefully. Please write me a letter telling everybody everything at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Please watch my new special misses over the holidays it comes out december 29th on sky and now tv if you don't already subscribe to sky or now tv you should now tv is you know has been the one in this house for a long time it's got loads of american stuff on it it's got hbo it's got stuff for the kids it's brilliant we'll see you next week ish mom deserves better than a drugstore card this Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.